Hey there, I'm Darren Steele, and this is the Think Queerly podcast, where queer, thought, leadership, and LGBTQ social justice intersect. On the show, I talk about the unique socio-cultural contributions that we as LGBTQ plus people offer humanity, and I critique the status quo by challenging rigid ideologies and prejudice while attempting to offer solutions to create a more inclusive, empathetic, and humane world. Now, today I want to talk about why I think the world needs queer creativity now more than ever. Last night I was out at uh, a lovely dinner party. Much gratitude to my friend Sean Prue, who is the host of the show by his own name, The Sean Prue Show, on Sirius Canada XM. And I was talking with a few of the people around the table and sharing some of my ideas that I've, I've shared here on the past uh, or on past episodes about queer thought leadership and the way of queer leadership. And there was everything from climate change to, you know, sur- surplus productivity, yeah, sur- sorry, not productivity, but products and overconsumption. And here we were fine dining and uh, Everything was just a big question, but with an openness to discussing where do we need to go. And the table was queer. Recognizing that there are so many questions and people doing things on their own and trying to find creative solutions just reminded me that the work I'm doing here, what I'm thinking about, what I'm talking about, what I'm developing, I'm on the right path. And it made me realize the truth of that when I read a quote by uh, an author on Medium whose name is David Kadavi. He writes, If you are on a mission to discover what you have to offer and to bring it out into the world, every moment you spend distracted is a moment you aren't following your art. It's a moment you aren't pursuing your true potential. That really rings true to me because There are moments I find myself overwhelmed with all the thoughts that I have about leadership and queer leadership and and how do we get to the foundation of, of what that really means. How can we lead differently from our uniqueness, our difference, to make massive humanitarian changes in the world, to literally save the planet from overproduction, from pollution, from bad actors, from you know, neoliberalist capitalists that are all about what's in it for me and how much money, more money can I make and how can I live off the backs of the people that do all of the work. I started thinking about, you know, in the history of art, some of the most famous works as statues or hanging on the walls of art galleries or in the printed form in libraries were incredibly and highly disruptive at the time of their publication or release. And I could argue that those works of art were essentially queer at heart because they forced the walls of the status quo further apart by existing within the framework of what was expected. It said, no, I can't exist within these walls. I have to do something so entirely outside of the norm that it's going to shatter at least an adjacent wall to exist. Now, inspiration fuels creativity, which is the foundation for innovation. 
I love language. I love dictionary definitions of words and even the etymology. So inspiration as a word comes from the Latin inspirare, which means to breathe in. So in the most archaic meaning of the word, without inspiration, without inspiriting, bringing spirit is, is air or, or the spirit of life, without inspiration there's no life. So think about life in a world limited by dogma in which creative inspiration is controlled and censored to conform if and when permitted. So historically, marginalized individuals, especially queers and people other than white people, I put that in quotation marks because we can say people of color, but that creates such a divisiveness already between the, the whites and the people of color. So queers and people other than marginalized individuals have created some of the most beautiful, unique, and influential art in all of its expression. When given the space to be authentically queer, to be, to be free and authentically who they are, I picked up and read some notes again that I had made from Raymond Rigoglioso's book, Gay Men and the New Way Forward, and he discusses in an entire chapter how gay men are keepers of culture and imbue culture with creativity. Now, the book specifically focuses on the uniquely gay male experience, and, and Rigogliosa explains why he's doing that. He is a gay man, is trying to talk from his own experience. Now, one of the reasons that so many LGBT people are at the forefront of creativity is because we see things differently. We have seen the world through the lens of the oppressor. As soon as we begin to self-actualize and come out of the closet and, and potentially challenge social norms through creative expression, we are interpreting and or beautifying that which has restricted our ability in the past to be who we truly are, to be wholly authentic. All over the world as queers, we live on the margins, even in the countries that are most accepting. We live outside of the status quo. We're told we don't belong. And so we create to create our own happiness, to foster new cultures within the culture, hence subcultures where we feel comfortable, where we feel like we can belong. We beautify our spaces and ourselves in such a way that we can identify identify ourselves to each other in a fashion and a style of belonging. And yes, the double entendre, the, the pun almost in, in those choice of words is intended. So the reason for this almost natural creativity that queer people have is simple, if, if not almost obvious. We all seek to belong. We seek a community to which we can say, that's my people, and we want to participate in and be accepted as who we are. We seek validation for our individuality as part of that unique group. And in these 
queerer spaces, we seek belonging versus trying to fit in. These, and safe spaces is such a funny word, because no space is safe, but it's this space of inclusion, perhaps, offers the freedom to foster the inspiration for more creativity to flourish. Now, if we look back at the art, music, literature, the theater created by queers in the 70s and at the sorry in the 70s and the 1980s we have lost a generation that was tragically cut down by AIDS the amount of gay men who were creative the amount of queers that were building something so unique that have been lost to time forever now their works live on, but what would they have created? How potentially might they have helped society evolve had they lived? The creativity that blossomed during that horrible time as a response to AIDS and the unimaginable suffering and loss was one that demonstrated how much the act of creativity is an essentially humanizing characteristic that not only allows us and helps us to celebrate life, but can create hope and joy in even the darkest and most tragic of times. Now, those queer spaces of the past, and I'm thinking of the the amazing show, Pose, on FX, and the, the ball culture in New York, for example, at, at that time, in the 80s, they were isolated and protected containers. You know, not only was it a building that you went into and you could pull the door behind you, but isolated in that a group of individuals came together to belong and thrive in this environment, if only for a short time, for an evening. And these environments were places in which queers could create a way from the rest of society that otherwise forced exclusion and oppression. These queer spaces provided isolation from the rest of the world, an authentic, free, hedonistic type of culture in stark contrast to the real world. And, and we could argue that the real world is a false and, and inauthentic cultural construct. Can you imagine? And I've, I've, I've lived through that period where... At 19 and 20 years old, I would hop in my car and I lived in a suburb outside of Toronto in Mississauga, Ontario, and I would drive downtown to Toronto to go out to one of the gay bars. And I wasn't out to anyone, but it was these few hours of freedom. It was the anticipatory drive, feeling like I was leaving behind a life where I couldn't be myself, and then I could go out to the bar or the nightclub and, and dance and and freely expressed through my body movement and and not being concerned about how I looked. Or, of course, you know, at 19, you are concerned of like, oh, how am I dancing? Is that person looking at me? But the concern is entirely different in that I didn't feel like I had to hide any part of myself. I didn't feel like I had to be afraid for being a gay man. It allowed me, it allows or allowed others to refuel, to maintain the fire of humanity or creative inspiration to get through the rest of the week. Quoting 
Raymond Rigoglioso, when free of censorship, culture brings fulfillment, excitement, stimulation, and meaning to what would otherwise be workaday lives. What we're seeing in 2019, fast becoming 2020, with this steady rise of populism across the world and increasingly overt racism and prejudice and anger and oligarchic governments and fundamentalist evangelical Christians dictating U.S. government policy, we are moving more and more into this ideological environment that's oppressive, that is trying to reinforce rigid dogma and gender and sexual binaries and and ways of behaving within a society that can be more easily controlled by those who have the power. And just like the planet's environment and the unchecked climate change that is could be potentially the death of us, so too our social and political environment is just as toxic. And the one feeds the other. This toxicity that makes it hard to breathe, makes it hard to exist freely as who you are when the controlling ideologies tell you that you have no rights, that nothing you do will have any power to challenge the powers that be, or that you're not as deserving as a human being than the chosen few. And your life can be picked up by the police and thrown into jail or executed. Now, the powers that be know that creating an environment like this not only serves them, but oppresses and sucks the air out of free and creative expression, which is the ultimate human solution to creating evolutionary change, joy, meaning in life. What creativity have you seen exported from North Korea? You know, that's an example of a slave state where the people are indoctrinated to serve the supreme leader. The citizens are taught to believe that their leader is more important than their parents or their own lives. They are taught that if one of their siblings or a parent does something that is against the supreme leader, they should report them to the authorities. This is an example of an inauthentic culture at best. There's, there, there, there may be art and expression in that culture, but it is rigidly controlled and centered, censored by the state to deliver only the message that the state wishes to control and impart. So when you're taught to believe that you have no personal value, you are drained of creative free expression. Again, quoting... Raymond Rigoglioso, culture creates the ideal conditions for society to thrive. This is not to say that North Korea is not thriving for the people in power, but when we get details of how many of the people in that country live, from my perspective, it certainly doesn't look like one that is thriving. Thriving for me would also mean the freedom to have self-actualization. For me, I have to conclude that our, our world needs now more than ever queer creativity in all of its manifestation, all the colors of the rainbow, coloring outside the lines in the coloring book, you know, demonstrating to the world that there is 
another, better, more humane way to live, to exist, to belong. This is not about fitting in. Essentially, we don't need more radicalism. We don't need more fighters. We don't need more attacks on social media. I mean, that's easy enough to organize, and it's part of our human makeup, our DNA, to want to fight and push back and defend ourselves and take care of those who we love and care for and care about. The belief that we always need to go on the attack shows as much a lack of our own evolution as the fixed nature of those hearts and minds we wish to change. To have influence, we need to foster a humanity of belonging, one that allows all people to thrive. These are the conditions that allow for creativity and self-actualization. These are the conditions that make us more and most compassionate, empathetic, and open-minded And failing these conditions, we need strong leadership from LGBTQ individuals who will create environments that foster the possibility of a free humanity, which will help fuel the creative solutions to sustaining life on this planet. And this is an environment I am creating, a container that I want to welcome other queer minds into, to work together, to support each other in their efforts to use our queer creative genius to make a difference in the world. Now, if you are interested in developing your queer uniqueness and creativity, or working with other like minds to support and foster the changes that you want to bring into the world, Maybe it's an idea that you have and you haven't started, but you're not quite sure how to rein it in. Maybe it's something you're already working on, but you have your doubts or you're overwhelmed. Trust me, I'm feeling overwhelmed with all the ideas I have around the way of queer leadership. And that's such a good thing. Because it means I have something that is so incredibly challenging and exciting and bigger than me that... I need to do this together and with others. It's not a project to be done alone. And if we are going to make humanity a better place, not in our own image, but to see how we can make the world a better place through how we have seen the world as having lived on the margins, then I invite you to find out more about my Queer Thought Leadership Coaching options on my website at darrensteel.com. Head on over to the work with me and read about my approach to coaching, my coaching principles, and the different offerings I have, including a queer creatives mastermind group that I'm seeking members in to start early in the new year. As always, thank you so much for listening. And if you can't think straight, think queerly.